It's time to accelerate. Hi, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Join me as I host conversations with the leading experts in sales, marketing, sales automation, sales process, leadership, management, training, coaching, any resource that I believe to help you accelerate the growth of your sales, your business, and most importantly, you. Hello, and welcome to Accelerate. This is another special episode of Frontline Friday with my special guest, Bridget Gleason. Bridget, how are you? Andy, I am doing great. And I like all the specials in there. Yeah. You know, I've said that before. Well, the more I know, specials, I the better. Yeah, well, but you special know. Special session, to, special day, have special to be, episode. Have, have to be careful with the specials because, you know, it's like the boy who cried wolf. You know, if there are too many I specials, know. people start thinking, if everything's should, special, then nothing's special, Then right? nothing's special. We'll start thinking of a new word for that. Okay. We can come up with something. That's on my list. All right. So Important uh, things for the day. <laughs> important things for the day. So the topic for today is is something that that is really important because I've had conversations with some other guests on the show about this as well as with some clients is how do you rebuild your confidence in sales? Mm. You know, everybody goes through mm. highs and lows, and sometimes lows are more extended than we'd like them to be. You know, they're they're slumps. Um, yeah, how do we how do we find the motivation to to pick it back up, take it to where we were before, or maybe even take it to the next level. So let's talk about that. So I mean, let's face it, we've all had failures mm-hmm. in, in sales. Part of life. If you, boy, if you haven't, if you haven't, um, I, I just don't think you're either being honest with yourself or you've got a really interesting definition of success. And if that's, you know, if you've never had a failure, then I want you to buy me a lottery ticket because... Absolutely. Me too. Yeah. I'll, I'll buy a lot of them. <laughs> that's right. We'll do it together. We'll go in together. We'll have a, an accelerate lottery pool. Exactly. So, um, so, yeah. So, we've, you know, we've all had failures. So, I guess the question is, what do we do to pick ourselves up and get back on track and, you know, build this level of confidence that can be self-sustaining that also I think really importantly though is that one thing we want to talk about today is is how do you make sure that you have sort of the tools at hand so that when you do hit slumps that you can get back out you recognize them quickly and do what you need to do to get out of them quickly as well so that it doesn't become a sustained and prolonged slump because that that's that's difficult as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's not good for the individual it's not good for the team it's moods are so contagious Andy and you know, you get one person in a slump and and sometimes that can, you know, bring down the mood of a team as well. So oh, it's important just personally, but it's also important for a team and a company that we that we sort of take responsibility for for our getting out of a slump. You and I talked about this in our last uh, session about just the personal accountability. And I think Rebuilding confidence and getting out of a slump is a skill and a muscle that we need to work on and build. And it's a really important one. We cannot expect other people, external circumstances, to get us out of the slump. I I, I think that's putting responsibility where it doesn't belong. Yeah, motivation comes from within. Definitely. Absolutely. And I think that's a a critical point to bring up up front because I – have guests on my show who are motivational speakers, and even they are very clear to, to with themselves and with with their audiences is that yeah I'm giving you tools. The motivation has to come from you. Yeah, I've I've told my sales teams, uh, you know, often 
that my job is not to motivate you. That's not my job. That's your job. My job is to provide a place where motivated people can succeed. But your job is, is the internal motivation. I can't, I can't give that to anyone. So going back to the, the topic for this session about confidence and being in a slump, it falls into that same bucket. So what you talked before about having the, the muscle memory, if you will, to be able to recover from a slump. So what, what is that muscle memory? What are the, the tools? I, I think one of the things is to have a wider lens. And it's important to, have, to look at when you're in a slump or when something doesn't go as expected, when you had a failure, however you want to characterize that, um, that you have a, a wider lens and more context in which to place that experience. Because if that single experience is everything and you are completely wholly wrapped up in it, uh, you're going to go, you're going to sink with the, you're going to sink with the feeling. So, it's for me, I have a, I have a daily practice that I'm, I, I, I exercise this muscle when things are good, when things are bad all the time. And that allows it to sort of kick in at a time when maybe I don't have the reserves. So I have a practice, you and I've talked about this before that I get up so dang early. I get up at four 30, even when I was in Russia, you know, I took this trip to Russia. My sister's an early riser. I'm on vacation, ostensibly. And I, first of all, it was white night, so it doesn't get dark. Right. I'm up at 4.30. She's up at 4.30. I do my routine. And for me, it's, um, it, I like to read the news. So I'll read the New York Times. But more relevant to this is I journal. And I journal about every day, all the things that I'm really grateful for. And I'm very reflective every single day on things that went well and things that didn't. And, and it just, over time, it, it provides more um, context that when, think, when I'm in a slump, I see, I can also look back in my journal and see, eh, this isn't going to last. I've been here before and this too shall pass. So that's one of the things that I do just consistently that helps me on it. it it's sort of like um, exercise, and I, and I run every morning. Well, let's, it's let's, just this exercise. Sure. So on the journaling, do you do yeah. it by hand, or are you doing it on a computer? Well, uh, all real journaling experts say you should do it by hand. It, 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 it exercises a different part of the brain. Right. I, I do mine on the computer. <laughs> 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 so that's fine. Well, I just, I, I can't write as fast as my brain is worrying. So I've decided it's, I, I've done it for years. So, and that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So it's, this is, I had long talks with my coaches about this over the years and they have said, you'll get enough benefit. Don't worry about it. I tend to be a perfectionist. So, so how long have you been journaling? Uh, um, gosh, let's see, at least like religiously, and I mean daily, mm -hmm. for more than 10 years, 10, 15 years. Okay. Very interesting. All right. And so that's one. What would you, I'd, I'd love to hear, like, because I'm always looking for new things as well and things that might work for other people. What, for you, Andy, and, and maybe what do you advise 
companies that you advise and people who you coach and other executives? Well, it's, it's a basket full of things. And, and one of them is this, you know, what are you doing that's sort of a, a daily success or daily ritual that you have? Um, mm -hmm. Exercise is certainly important among that for me personally. Because, um, yeah, when I'm you sort of taking a step back, you talked about perspective. You know, mm -hmm. And it's really hard when you're newer to your career, you're younger, the job is you know, a bigger part of your life. At least you perceive right. it to be, right? Because maybe mm -hmm. you haven't started a family, your circle of friends is not, maybe not quite as big, or, you know, whatever, your family's not around. So, so it really, and I think back to that part of my career is absolutely that job had outsized importance to me. <laughs> In retrospect, well, I wish it hadn't, right? Because, um, so yeah, when things went bad, it seemed more dramatic than right. it really was. And so as I've gotten older, you know, I've gained this broader perspective that doesn't mean I don't worry, doesn't mean I don't get concerned, but I know that when things uh, head south, that if I go back and really focus on on fundamentals, you know, my basics of my philosophy, that things eventually will turn around. Yeah, that's a good point, Andy. The focus on the fundamentals. Go back to what we know to be true. And let's say in sales that you've lost a deal that you didn't think you were going to lose and it shakes your confidence a bit. You knew this one was going to come in. You've committed it to the business. Something goes wrong and it could even be something that you did that was a misstep or a mistake or a, uh, you just, you called it wrong. It's difficult. It's, it's difficult to sort of get back on the horse and ride again but I think focusing back on the fundamentals, these are the things that I know um, are the attributes and actions that bring about success. And just focus on the fundamentals almost, almost in a rote fashion. Mm -hmm. I know it's helped me in my career, especially early on when I just get back to, okay, the prospecting calls that I'm doing. The, and, and I would keep I, – I, I've always kept – in addition to a journal, but, you know, in sales, sort of the best practices, where are my cheat sheets? What are my metrics for success? What are my standards of performance? Mm -hmm. And I would just go back to them almost robotically just to jumpstart and get me back in that groove. And then I find that, you know, actions first, feelings follow. Go do the actions and then the feelings start to, you know, they may be trailing, but they'll they'll follow, and that's that's been a good practice and one that I've advised uh, people to do as well. Yeah, well, I think your journaling, the self reflection, is really important. We talked about that in our last episode about uh, self awareness, and you know, that self awareness you get that through the journaling, and it, and I don't do that as religiously, or maybe I do. I sort of do, a, <laughs> I sort of do different forms of it, perhaps. Yeah, because uh, I, yeah, I, I. I like to write poetry. Ah. So, not that it's any good, but, you know, I do it for me. And, yeah, that that is a challenge. You know, you are thinking deeply. You are thinking about things. You know, work certainly finds its way into the things I write about. Um, so, yeah, I, I have something that that is an outlet whether it's a journal, whether it's poetry, whether you're writing the great American novel, 
have have some way to express yourself that uh, opens yourself up to some sort of self-reflection. I think that's really, really important. And, and I think it is a common trait of very successful people. Not that, you know, I claim to be very, very successful, but, but, uh, you know, from my reading, from talking to people, this, this is fairly, fairly common and consistent throughout people that are successful is that they have take time to reflect. Well, and I, Andy, just you and I also, we've talked about this before, but I too, I look, I, I read a ton. I read a lot of biographies. I read a lot in the newspaper. I follow people who are, are successful by whatever. But there's a variety of things that I look at um, to determine in my mind if I, if somebody looks successful in the way that's that's meaningful to me. And so, from in reading about them, I too I look for what are the habits that they have that I want to emulate. And I think that also is a great practice is we have these, like I, I one time made a list of, um, no, it was in my, one of my journals uh, that I wrote about all the mentors that I'm so grateful for. And on my list were a bunch of people I've never met. They're books I've read, books they've written that I've read. They are um articles I've followed. I mean, they're just, they're people that I don't even know personally, but they, they have been meaningful to me because I'm following what the practices that they have that equate to success. So I think that's a great, just a great thing to think about is who do you admire Mm -hmm. and what do they do? Because every, the, the people we admire, if you look at and read biographies about them or autobiographies, They've experienced setbacks, and for me, it's always this this resilience that is most remarkable. And what do they do, and how they do it, that's inspiring and helpful. Right. No, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, another interesting way I had a interview or on this show with another guest woman named Molly Fletcher. I don't know if you know Molly. She's I a, don't know Molly. Motivational speaker, very interesting person. She was one of the first female sports agents in the United States. Mm. Uh, sort of the female Jerry Maguire. Uh, had wow. Some, had some very big name clients. And now works a lot on motivational speaking. And, and uh, you know, one of the points she brought up about how you rebuild confidence is serve others. Ah, I love that. Love that. And I think this is, yeah, and that's sort of two contexts. One is certainly in a business sense. You know, if you are in a, a slump and you reorient your folks saying, how can I serve my customers? What can I do today that's, that's completely selfless, something that will provide value to my customers that's in service to them? And then do the same perhaps in your personal life. You know, who, who could I serve? That maybe, maybe then you start, you start getting that, that confidence back because there's, there's so much good feeling that flows through from serving. Yeah, that's so good, Andy. That's, I think the two pieces of that one, it, it forces you to have this greater context. So I think serving someone else, it does that. And then second is just, um, biologically what helping other people does to us and to levels of, I don't know if it's dopamine, but definitely adrenaline and some of these other 
sort of our internal chemistry that helps to change the chemistry internally. I think it's it's a, a great one that is commonly overlooked in terms of trying to rebuilding confidence and and kind of getting your getting your groove back. Yeah. So I mean, if you're if in one of those slumps and you're listening to the show, is think about okay, who what can I do for my customers today? What can I do for my prospects today? What can I do for a colleague? What can I do for a teammate? What can I do in the community? I mean, there are so many places to give. Right. And so think about that. And instead of, you know, what can I sell today and be weighted down by that? What what could I give today? And you may then find yourself back on that path to having the confidence. Because you said it, just the, whether it's the dopamine release or, or the just sense of well-being and adrenaline that you get charged up from having done well by somebody and done well for someone is uh, contagious then to the rest of your life. Yeah, it's a, it's a really, really, really good practice. Really good practice. I just made a note. I don't, I don't feel like I'm in a place right now that I'm... Thankfully, I'm not in one of those slumps and even not in the slump, I thought, God, I got to figure out where can I also just, where can I go give, I I think it's just a good practice. It's a good practice to have that be part of your routine in some way. It doesn't have to be daily routine, but where, where do I just make that kind of part of the fabric of what I do? And I think another part too, and, and this had come up with my conversation with Molly Fletcher was was uh, affirmations. I mean, even mm. I'm an extremely extremely optimistic person, and mm. I mean not Pollyannish, but but uh, you know, optimistic by mindset mm-hmm. and by nature, I believe. And yet, there's still moments where it's good. As you talk about, you know. Books that you've read, things, sources you can go back to that just you know provide you the affirmation that you know things are going to be okay, and that I'm okay, and that I I can still do well. And you should have those that little reading list, you know, chapters and books or paragraphs and books, and you know so much that you can find online that you could save and Evernote or some app and on your phone so you can pull it up and when you need to just to give you that little reminder, that little boost. You know, these little things make a difference. Andy, I remember, gosh, I was, it was a number of years ago and I was starting, uh, I was starting a company and I, I, God, I, what was I thinking? I was a single mom at the time starting this business and I was trying to get off the ground and I'm doing all the things that need to be done, the generating business and cold calling and going, meeting trying to meet people and new prospects and it was hard and I was doing it alone and there were lots of days that I just felt this flagging of confidence and how am I going to do it and I didn't have people around me I had some but in in terms of the business I was I was doing this on my own and there was it I went to it was a bookstore in, in Berkeley and I saw these cards sort of these inspirational cards. And I saw a couple of them and I thought, God, I wish somebody would send that to me. Like these words of encouragement, you can do it, success. You've got to fail first before you see success. I don't remember what they were. I bought them. With Ziggy, Ziggy characters on them? them to myself. <laughs> oh, I love because that. I thought, you know what? Who better? Who better? Bridget, you want this message? I bought the cards, sent them. I still have them today. Okay. <laughs> I love it. That's a great so, idea. 
Well, I, I mean, just to your point about having, having things that are meaningful, I knew enough to know that I needed, I needed that, um, I needed that boost. I also knew enough to know that it's going to be the most meaningful if it's, if it's generated internally, because I can discount what somebody else says. Yeah, what do you know? You don't, I, I can't really do it. But if it comes from me and comes from internal, it has a bigger, it definitely has a bigger impact. Yeah, I had a, a roommate one year in college, actually for a quarter in college, who used to take post-it notes and put it on his mirror in the morning. And they were mm. all all affirmations. And at the time, being you know, stupid college student, I was of course yeah, cynical. I, uh, cynical and laughed you at it. You probably right laughed and ridiculed him, I'm sure. Yeah. And I yeah. can apologize publicly now. Right. I, I, I do I publicly apologize. Because he's been very successful, but not just in a uh, in a business sense, but uh, great public good that this person has mm. done uh, in his life and devoted himself to public service. And it's like uh, by the time you know it seems sort of vain and you know <laughs> the affirmations, but they clearly worked. And so See? I took a, I took a lesson from that. I mean, it's I. You know, didn't do it to the same degree he did, but you know, I did have things that I developed for myself that you sometimes need just to give yourself that boost. And <laughs> I love the idea of if you see a card that that you like, they'll give you a boost or give you a smile or something. Yeah, buy it and put it in the mail to yourself. Send it to yourself. Invest, Absolutely. In, invest what forty five cents or forty cents on a stamp and and do 47. it. Forty seven. Forty seven now. That forty seven. I can never. remember. I mailed this. a letter yesterday, so I know it's forty seven okay. cents. All right. So uh, I've lost track since I just buy the, stand, the books of stamps that and their infinity stamps. So, I had some uh, so um, so do that. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, it's it. it like I said, I, I kept him. I kept him. And everybody, you have to figure out what it is for you. You know, what is it? What is it for you that's going to be meaningful? Like you, you've brought up, you know, post-it notes that you put on the mirror that have affirmations, sending yourself a card, having an app that reminds you somebody. It was my coach that told me about this. God, I can't remember what the name of it is right now, but it's this uh, almost like a Fitbit Mm -hmm. that you wear and it detects, it was these, some people out of Stanford, and it detects your mood and if you're in a, if you're in a slump, and it'll, it'll vibrate and remind you, take a deep breath or, or whatever it is. I mean, it, I just cannot wear another device. I've got enough, dev- I'm so connected. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm as connected as I, I need to be. <laughs> how, about a, how, but, about a, how about a mood ring? Well, somebody told me it would be a lot cheaper, Bridget, to just buy a mood ring. Right. Okay. And then you look at it, you see it changes color, and then you go right. do what you need to do. Uh-oh, it's getting dark. <laughs> right. So so I think whatever it is, I think the important thing is to important thing is to find out what is it, you know, what is it for you that's going to be meaningful. Yeah, because it's, it's, if you have the right perspectives, we really sort of started the show with, it's perspective is everything. Mm-hmm. Is is slumps aren't forever, right? And unless you let them, I mean, it's really unless you let them. I mean, I, I know people have sort of let the intentionally or not, they've just let the slump sort of persist, and then it becomes much more difficult to pull out of. But have, as you said, have, and we've talked about today, is have have some tools at hand 
right. that, you, that you can use to help remind yourself that you know, this too shall pass. And then if I just focus again, and it's not the answer is not necessarily working harder, but it's working the fundamentals and the basics, the things that helped you succeed in the first place. Go back and do those. And focus on that. You know, you'll end up at a good place at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it's good good advice, good advice. One that, that always it bears repeating and and to continually think about. So if you, friends who are listening to the show, if you've got ideas about what you do, tips, tools that you use to help bring yourself back up from a slump or to give yourself that daily boost, then yeah, please let us know. Yeah, send us a uh, yeah, send a short video or send an email to andy at zerotimeselling.com, and we'll make sure we talk about it on the show. And Bridget, as always, it's been fantastic talking with you, and I can't wait for next week. And likewise, and would you like me to give you just a few synonyms that we can use next time for special? Oh, you've been looking. Notable, noteworthy, remarkable. Oh, remarkable. Exceptional, outstanding. I like remarkable. I like noteworthy. <laughs> okay. I well, like exceptional. Exceptional. Okay. Okay. Any of those work. All right. So it'll be a regular Frontline Friday, but in terms of our guest, Bridget Gleason, no longer be a special guest. You'll be our remarkable guest, our exceptional guest. Our noteworthy. Notable. Our notable. Yeah. Well, that's true. Notable. Notable and noteworthy. Okay. I'm working on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, friends, thanks again for listening. And Bridget, as always, thanks for being a important part of the show. And we'll look forward to talking to you next week. Likewise. Have a great one. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard and want to make sure you don't miss any upcoming episodes, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher.com. For more information about today's guests, visit my website at andypaul.com. <laughs>